Welcome to the Rewilding Blueprint podcast. Your pit stop for unleashing your primal power. We're here to turbocharge your day, giving you the strategies to resurrect your lean, athletic body and a mindset forged in the furnace of life's challenges. Why? Because this isn't just about workouts. This is about reclaiming your natural born right to a life of vitality, success and unbreakable focus. My mission for you is simple. Absorb one game-changing piece of advice from each episode and put it into action today. Are you ready to abandon the stale gym air and tap into your primal roots? Let's get started. Legends, welcome to today's Mindset Call. We hold every Wednesday lunchtime to dive into any current topics and unpick and stick any unlimited beliefs. Awesome one today because we have our designated mindset coach, Ash, on the call. And he is going to be heading up and uh, running this call and diving into uh, a few really interesting and insightful uh, experiences and thoughts. So Ash will run with that. We'll dive into it. It is undoubtedly going to unlock some questions and some thoughts in your head. So once we got through there, what I'll do is I will um, stop recording and then we'll go into questions and explore any ideas. Hopefully everyone's happy with that. I will let Ash take the reins. Good afternoon. Um, and this might be for the first time I'm meeting some of you guys and some of this stuff might be quite new. Uh so with that, if when I'm talking, this provokes a question or you don't understand something, fire it in the comments. I can then see that and reply in time to that. Now, anyone who's in the mindset group would have seen that I've been posting something each Monday morning. And this week was about the treasures behind criticism and feedback. Now, that might be a new concept for many of you to see feedback or criticism as treasure. What we're referring to is the personal growth we can take from any external feedback. And that feedback might be someone telling you that you've done a shit job. And then you can invite that in two ways. You can be right or you can change. Now, being right is believing that that person is wrong. Or you can change by going, oh, right. I wonder what they mean by that. Let's get a new perspective and see that as a really golden nugget of seeing, okay, they know something I don't. And the delivery really has nothing to do about it. That's their own stuff. We can say, if someone came to me, if someone came to me about this and said, Ash, you did a really shit job on that podcast, I could invite them to tell me more, or I could argue with them or be defensive or take it personally. Now, what I also said about there is taking it professionally. And sometimes people might give us personal feedback. The principle still applies. We can take personal feedback professionally in a professional development approach, if you like. We can listen to that and go, what can I learn from that? What can I gain from that? What's my piece of the pie? Where's my golden nugget if those metaphors work for you? And so that's what we're going to hopefully bring in today. We're going to invite some of that. And I will share some of the uh, difficult feedback I've taken through the years. I'll share how I've taken it personally. And I'll share some which I've taken professionally and show how those responses are different and why I believe this stuff. Because you might be sat there listening, well, it's very easy for him to say, but I promise you there's been many examples in my life where I've taken criticisms and feedback personally, 
and it's only done me a disservice. If I knew this when I was younger, I could have been at this place, for example. So let's jump into that now. What is criticism? What is negative feedback? It's someone observing what you're doing and believing you could do it in a better way. If we invite that in a belief that people are only trying to serve us, that actually everyone has a good motivation, it might get lost in their communication skills, then we can invite that for ourselves, that actually everything out there is only only good for us. Now, I try and turn up to that as much as I can throughout life. If that sits really uncomfortably for you, that's a really strange or alien concept, that's okay. And I don't expect everyone to get this straight away. But to summarize that, what I'm saying is there's a potential for you to take criticism positively. And it doesn't mean just to be able to handle it. It's not about getting stronger and managing criticism. It's about inviting it. Now, just think about an example, maybe this week or this month that, or in the last however long, a recent example for you where someone's criticized something you've done. I imagine for most of you thinking of that, that that has brought up an emotional response. And then we listen to the emotional response as the most important bit. Now flip that on its head. What if the feedback was the most important bit and the emotional response was just a, an old signal, an old bit of noise? How would things look different? So from I'll use a shepping metaphor because I think they're quite uh, user friendly. So back in my early career as a chef, uh, it would be very common for chefs to give feedback very direct, very blunt and very personally. So rather than that plate's a bit messy, I think you could tie that up. That's a fucking shit plate, chef. You fucked up. Like it would be made personal. Now, I, I back then really took those things personally. I took that, that that was a personal representation of who I was. Not that it was anything to do with the task. And the reality is it was all about the task. If I took that as back then, if I could explain that concept and understand how I understand it now, that would have transformed the way I turned up to work because I would have been grasping that. I would have been winning the game. I would have been taking every single piece of feedback as a nugget, that kind of hotel on Monopoly, if you like. Of Yes, I'll have more of that. I'll have more of that because that's what allows me to win the game more. So we need to, the, the trick there then is we need to understand that the emotional bit isn't that relevant now i'm imagining for some of you again that's going to be the trigger for you of like well what if someone says this and if you're asking yourself that question if you've got a scenario you're thinking yeah i can get what ash is saying but there's this then that's your trigger that's the bit i invite you to go have a little poke at go have a little look at shine that torch on that and go why is that my trigger so for a very long time for a very long time one of my triggers was about getting it right. So if any piece of feedback was that I've not got it right, that I've got it wrong, I would then take that personally. How that changes for me now is if someone says I've not got something right. Oh, thank you. Please tell me more. Give me some more information because I definitely want to get it right still, but I'm not reactive. I don't need to be right. I can change. I'm more focused on the change part. And when you turn up like that, you just... The whole world looks different to you. And I know that sounds radical, 
but it does because you can play the game differently. You can invite all that feedback as valuable content rather than criticism. So kind of brief air break pause for that. Any kind of thoughts on that? Anyone want to jump in or got a question? And also I invite you to challenge and criticize me as well of like, I'm saying that I'm going to preach what I practice. I invite any kind of feedback, uh, happy to be called, called wrong and have that discussion. Or if you've got something in you go, I get what you're saying, but I've got this and I can't see a way through that. I can't see how this is constructive. And there might be some genuine examples. Any thoughts? I'll jump in with yeah. a couple just ideas, Matt, I think. So one, I think this really ties nicely into the whole stoicism thing, right? Yes. And that stoic idea, because now someone, you know, generally speaking, I do believe there is a right way and a wrong way to give feedback or criticism and to yes. speak to someone, right? Good point. Yeah. But one thing I do try and hold myself to, and this is something I've said to, to a lot of you guys is something someone said to me once, which really stuck with me is expect more from yourself than you do from other people. Nice. And if you can do that and someone gives you feedback or criticism in a really shitty way, well, you know what? That's okay because I expect more from myself than I do from this person. So cool. Why? You know, that's not a problem. But then the next thing is like, I'm not in control of how they give their feedback, right? That's happened anyway. What I am in control of and what I am 100% capable of is how I choose to respond to that. And I can, like you say, mate, you can be right or you can change, right? Yes. Yeah. And I can choose to respond to that in a way that is going to serve me better and in a way I can actually get something from it. Or I can choose to respond to it in a way that's going to ruin my day and mm. piss me off. Yeah. I think when you look at it like that, then it's like, well, why the fuck would I choose to respond in a way that's going to ruin my day? Like, yeah. why would I make that choice? Now, what we then obviously come back to is... Uh, is a knee-jerk reaction, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's very, very easy to say this stuff now when we're thinking logically, but yes. when that emotional brain kicks in, it's, it's much more difficult. So having, and, and you almost touched on it there, I think, mate, where you said you just, you know, when someone, when you're, you know, when you know what pisses you off, yeah. comes out, your go-to is thanks, like yeah, blah, blah. So I think almost having like an SOP there, so just a standard operating procedure, which you know you can kind of fall back on. Um, so my one for this is, okay, why? Right? And so someone's just said this is shit. All right, cool. Why? Mm. Um, because two things here is like, one, you're the one that's just come and said something to me. So therefore, it's not on my shoulders to prove you wrong yes. it's on your shoulders to prove you yourself right and getting away from the wrong right thing a little bit but so for example if someone walks up to me and i think i've had this chat with a few few of you guys before someone comes up to me and goes mate you're a prick mm -hmm. it's that doesn't happen that often honestly right <laughs> <laughs> speaking from experience here me just cutting around town getting debriefed 24 <laughs> 7 <laughs> but it's um it's, it's not on me to be like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not a prick. I'm not. Honestly, I'm a really good guy. It's on that person to justify why they just called me a prick. So I'm not going to go, oh, mate, oh, really sorry. Why, why am I a prick? I'll be like, okay, why? Like, back up what you just said, mate, because mm. you're the one sending this my way. So it isn't up to me to defend myself. It's up to you to justify why. So that's kind of like my SOP there that, that stops me going down that line of being like 
what the fuck's going on? Like, no, mm. I'm not. It just gives me that kind of line in the sand if I know that's how I'm going to respond. Okay, cool. Why is that? Um, and and it just allows me to have a go-to so I can just, as much as I can, avoid that knee-jerk reaction. And do I do that every time? Like, no, of mm. course. <laughs> of course I don't. Of course I don't. Because this is something that takes work, takes ongoing work. And no one is 100% with this 100% of the time, ever. Um, it takes it takes practice, right? It's a skill. It's 100%. a skill that yeah. needs to be practiced. And how do we get good at a skill we just do it lots right um i think when we can go right here's a here's an attribute that i want to embody right here's the skill that i need to learn to to meet that attribute and here's an action that i can do to build the skill to develop the attribute okay cool now all i got to do is do this action loads of times mm -hmm. and we can really boil it down to like super simple nice now all i've got to do is this action loads of times and this attribute by default will get better and this almost then goes back to oh, like i've said it so many times i almost want to stop saying it but repetition is good <laughs> right um you know embrace embrace the process right and remove expectations L embrace the journey look at the process because if you just practice and, and look at just doing that action that you need to do a thousand times and if you made almost that your metric, well, have I done this a thousand times yet? I can guarantee you that 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 attribute will have will have improved. And if it hasn't, that just means there's just another, you know, another bottleneck that we just need to address in exactly exactly the same way as we address that one. Such a super easy system. Um, can I jump in on that? Go go. So the uh, and it was really good listening to Luke because what I missed there. Is, and I use the word triggered is a bit of a kind of a modern ambiguous word. But what I mean by triggered is if you notice that emotional response come in and you're thinking, oh, fuck, I'm still not go doing it. I'm trying to do what Ash and Luke say. And like that person said this and then I reacted that way. That's OK. Like, And, and that happens to me. The trick is the repetition bit is then not giving that any more energy than it deserves. Triggered, move on. Triggered, move on. And so the triggers might still exist, but they get quieter and quieter. And that's how we know we're making that progress. A bit like if to use a physical metaphor, if you're doing push-ups and the first time you do push-ups, you, you struggle with 10. And a couple of months down the line, you, you can knock out 30 before fatigue gets in. It's that same principle. We build up that mass, we build up that muscle. And it's the same there. If we build up that resilience, we build up that awareness. Okay. Yeah, like the first time when my missus or my partner said this and I reacted and it took me 10 minutes to realise I reacted. And then it might go down to five and then three and then two or one minute or you might be able to get yourself to a place where you operate where I don't, don't listen to my triggers. And another interesting point on that, the research shows that we respond before we're consciously aware of what's happened. So we're talking like tiny fractions of time here. But the study shows that we come up with a response, the body comes up with a response before we're fully aware of what's happened. And so when we're aware that that's the, that's the setup, then who can blame us for feeling triggered? But we are fully in power of our, our actions. So we can go, all right, I felt like that. I wanted to fight back and say this. So uh, Luke, Luke gave you his example. 
the one of the examples I use now is I invite myself to be wrong. Is that ah, oh, I could be wrong about that, even if it's something personal. That doesn't mean I have to put myself down. I can just go, there might be something to learn here. If I realise that I wouldn't take advice from that person, so I, then I would say, well, then I'm not going to take criticism from that person. I can still hold myself to a standard because there's lots of people out there who will tell you this is useful information and you look at them and their lifestyle and you would think, okay, I don't think I want to listen to you because the way you look after your life is not how I want to look after my life. So th there's a... Um, there's a kind of boundary to this, if you like. There's an, then there's an extreme of criticism where people are going out there because they hurt their life is misery, so they're going out there to hurt other people. So we don't obviously want to listen to that criticism all the time. We need some awareness to that. Uh, and I think everyone has it within them to know where that line is for you in your life. Hopefully that, that sits and resonates kind of Give us a thumbs up or a kind of or <laughs> not many of your cameras on, but if, if you can acknowledge that you kind of that sits with you or kind of fire out a question now would be really good if you've got something which you kind of if you're getting it but you're not quite sure or if you're not getting it at all, just let me know where you're at so we can tailor this to you guys. You're the ones sat here listening to this. Mate, awesome. A few really good points. Yeah. What I'm gonna do is stop recording and then we can uh just get into a few bits more in depth one-to-one -one. i've got some ideas i want to uh flag up and i'll do that not recording Re so really good question in the chat i love the reflection on receiving criticism but how do you stop being your biggest critic yeah thank you for that there's a couple of ways we can go with this uh we'll probably do both um but let's start with a bit of a kind of psychotherapy approach to this now listen to those inner critics uh, and listen if they have a voice and what i mean by that is it's likely the inner critic comes from somewhere uh, uh so a childhood experience is really common um so for some people if it's a academic task and they struggle with that so say i have to write a letter and i'm like oh you're really shit at writing letters that might come from a teacher that I had, which hopefully didn't say I'm really shit at writing letters, but implied that my writing form wasn't great. Or if I have a, a belief that, oh, yeah, well, you'll never be tidy because you're always messy, Ashley. And it says Ashley in that parental tone. Well, then I can start to think where those critics come from. And so that's, that's a kind of a psychotherapy approach to understanding inner critics. Now, to bring that into context of how we work with that is an inner critic is just the same as an external critic. We can decide how much we listen to it. OK, and the more we practice that, the easier it gets and the more we don't give it uh, importance, the easier it gets. And so. There is uh, something that we're never really taught is that our thoughts we have no control over. I'm just pausing for effect, but uh, when we know that we have no control over our thoughts, why would we believe all of our thoughts to be true and important? And so uh, <laughs> when I shared with someone the other day, I was out walking 
and I and the thought came into my head that I could just totally strip off naked right now and be naked on this footpath. It was absurd. Did I give it any importance of as if it had any meaning? No, it didn't have any meaning. Other than that, I happen to have shared this example three times this week because <laughs> it it really shows the effectiveness of how uh, what I in the terms of my work, personal thinking serves in our life. Now, the caveat to that is, I believe all of our experiences are thought created, so we need thought to understand them. But we have we also have consciousness, which we can use to unpick well. Is that relevant or is it not? Is that helpful or is it not? And this takes us all really nicely back into that criticism feedback kind of model is I can interpret, is that useful? And I can use that. I can be right or I can change model. And by the way, neither of those stances are wrong. Sometimes it's okay to say, I'm right and I'm not going to change on that. And if that's the best you've got right then, that's okay. But if I bring back the monopoly analogy, if, if you want to up level, you want as many hotels on your properties, then I invite the change model because that's what allows you to grow. That's what allows you to get to that point where you go, oh, yeah, I'm winning at this game. I'm gaining more insight. I'm open to change. I'm being dynamic. And all of that comes. How does that land? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thumbs up there. Great. Awesome. I thought that was really cool. Good, really Thanks. cool. Um, anyone else for for anything else? Anyone? Just general thoughts. Anything? Anything to add in? Any experiences on on that? Are we good? We good? Cool. Awesome. Awesome. I thought that was. I thought that was bang on. I'm just going to float something. Um, and just a, a thumbs up or thumbs. Oh, here we go. So helpful. Cool. Awesome. Uh, just a thumbs up or, or thumbs down or just neutral. Don't do anything. Um, getting ash on these calls. I mean, I, I thought that was fucking loads better <laughs> than, than some of the ones I've done, especially going into that deeper stuff. So, you know, would, would people would people want more of ash talking about some of that stuff yes thumbs up from cameron cool thumbs up from dan cool i'm happy with that i'm happy with that i like that you just cool. basically put people on the spot of like but i would also handle it if people said no i never want to see him again. well <laughs> well i guess we've been talking about sort of the, the yeah the yeah it's a kind of yeah it's, right? it's a cool to it um, and i like that yeah and if someone says no right fucking why <laughs> right. well yeah that would be good um yeah no cool Cool. Awesome. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Hope you guys are, are having a cracker. Anything, anyone got any snags, anything they want to dive into now whilst um, whilst I'm here, whilst you've got us? Anything at all? Anything at all? Um, kind of mildly fitness related, but, you know, let's not have any wise disguised fucking blue questions, right? Because I don't have the answer for you. Um, or, or, or we good. We all live in the dream. All in the dream. Right, cool. I will land this plane in uh, three, two, one.